Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 453, recorded live on Saturday, March 12, 2016. Okay, random topic. Yes. Speaking of small things, if you were sent to live on the International Space Station for three months yeah. and only allowed to bring three personal items with you, yeah. what would they be? Now, this must be in line with the current International Space Station rules of no more than a total weight of 1.5 pounds. And when with, they say weight, they really mean a total mass of 1.5 pounds. Yes. Right? Yeah. Because if <laughs> if it were a total weight of 1.5 pounds, I would take like a plastic bag filled with helium so that I could take other things that were heavier. <laughs> I don't think that would fly. <laughs> no, I don't think NASA would. You want to? How much helium are you bringing? Why? Uh, just just a couple like cubic feet of helium. Because <laughs> I really want to bring my Xbox up there. Yeah, I got I got to counteract the weight. What would I bring for one and a half pounds? One and a half pounds. So like a stuffed animal. Yeah, I'd probably bring a stuffed animal. I would bring my Kindle, whose current weight is 13.19 ounces. You don't think that NASA would be providing you with, like, a laptop? No, you're right. They probably would bring you in a laptop. Right. <laughs> like, well, I'd bring my phone. No, not going to bring my phone. No. Uh, not going to get I, service no. up there. Not do, No. <laughs> not, no. No, they not going to get that. Can you hear me now? No. Hello? Hello, 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 hi. Hey, what if I just shout out the window? No? Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, probably like a stuffed animal. Maybe my, my an earring. Is, is an earring a single personal item or can I bring like my earrings as a personal item so that I can swap them out? Hmm, that's a tough one. So yeah, uh, so NASA's, NASA's going to give you all the electronics you want. Right, they give you electronics, they give you food. Yeah. Besides, a pound and a half of food is not exactly a lot. No, well, that's, that's not a lot. I can take like how the hell are you supposed to put salt on your food? I think they do. It's not. Is it a liquid salt up there? Or? Well, I was thinking like I would take a canister of Lowry's season salt, but I wouldn't be able to actually put it on the food. Salt shakers don't work. No, no, they wouldn't. And the salt would go freaking everywhere. Right. So that can't happen. Salt and pepper are available, but only in a liquid form. So they have liquid salt yeah. and liquid pepper. Hey, look, there's a picture I, of the liquid salt and liquid pepper. I'd have to go with like a stuffed animal or a blanket. Maybe my tiny little camera, just so I've got my own personal stuff. That's about it. What about you? So I won't have to bring any personal electronics. NASA could, well, NASA could probably just, you know, because I've got internet up there now, could probably get whatever MP3 files I need. So music would be set. Any elect- anything electronic would be set. What I want to bring up? Hmm. Any minute now. I'm thinking first thing I'd bring up is probably a Rubik's Cube. That's something, you know, I okay. could always... Okay, it's pretty light. Yeah, it's pretty light. So that would be something, you know, fun to little play with. Um, uh, if I was stuck up there for... Three months. Three months. Um, <laughs> is in tight. Thank you. Uh, I'd bring up, which I don't think they have it up there, a uh, digital picture frame of some kind. Okay. So hook it into the Wi-Fi? Yeah, hook it into the Wi-Fi and just have, you know, family and friends, you know? Submit pictures to it. Yeah, submit pictures to it. So it's like, oh, that's good. It'd be like a, it'd be like a Facebook feed, but not, you know, yeah, I mean, Facebook. Okay, that, that works. 
Yeah. yeah, I can't think. I'd, I don't know that I'd really take much. I mean, you're, you're, the things you need are all provided. Yeah. Granted, you know, if I was going to be up there for a year, like, was it? Yeah, Scott Kelly. If I was up there for yeah. a year, that would be, oof. That would be, that would be a, that'd be a, I don't, I don't know if I, if I was stuck up there but, for a year, well, what would, is there anything I mean, else? I Kate would, would not be happy. No, Kate would not be happy at all. Especially having just purchased a nice big house for the <laughs> two of you. Hey, you congratulations. Guys, you guys bought, bought a house. house and he's going to space for a year by the way yeah i'm going up to space for it no god this, this see you week, in a year this week was bad enough i don't want to be oh yeah all right so when do you actually move into said house by the way uh we've been moving stuff slowly a little bit at a time because we got to give you know we had to give notice at the apartment complex yep and the last thing we want to do is give notice before we actually have the house yeah in case something happened with the closing and then we'd be homeless that would not be good no so it's it's the transition so, so stage you're, you're right now currently moving things in so when yes. do you move into the house i well i think we're gonna try when to will open. that become your primary place of residence and i don't mean like legally i mean like when do you guys start sleeping at the house we're actually gonna try that this weekend actually cool so, well good luck thank you and congratulations thank you and i guess uh with that that's a wrap this is episode 454 recorded live on sunday march 20th 2016 Okay, so that was our random review. The random topic I've rolled ahead of time. What random question would you most like to ask the people who write random topics for you? So this is Hans submitting a random topic asking, what random question would you like to ask me? Um... Huh. I don't I his his random questions are like so random. What questions would you like to ask? Hans. Yes. What questions would you like to ask Hans? Oh, oh, this is a good one. This is a good one. So for our anniversary, we got a postcard from Hans. Yeah. Let me read you what he wrote on the back here. Right. Uh Oh, the ripple in the water as you paddle down the stream is the rhythm of your hearts celebrating your five-year anniversary. Happy anniversary, Aaron and Collette. Interesting. Yeah, we read that and we're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 we got the postcard. We're like, oh, that's cute. What does it mean? So that's what you want to know is what does that mean? Yes. Which I'll luckily will hopefully get an answer to. <laughs> probably, <laughs> yes, probably on another postcard sent to us. Yeah. I love getting his postcards. Oh, there's just something about actually like the physical mail. It's just not the same with, you know, email yeah. or text messages or stuff like that. Which, did you get our postcard yet? I did. Nice. I did. And I actually stopped and uh, grabbed some at work so that I could, where did I put those? Because <laughs> I need to send it back and send you a postcard. All right. So what question would you ask, Hans? Well, it's not just Hans. Yeah, it's the people who most likely 90% of the time are Hans. Hans. Uh, what question would I like to ask the people yes. who submit questions? Yes. I would like to ask that when they submit a question, uh-huh. they submit their answer. Ooh. Let's not, it's not really a question, though, unless you go, what do you think about this random question? So read, read the random topic again. Okay, reading the random Verbatim. topic. What random question would you most like to ask the people who write random okay. topics for you? So what, what question would you ask? Yes. I missed that. I, I just heard what would you ask them. Uh, what question would I ask? Yes. 
I would like to. Oh God! I see. I want to know what their answers are. I want to know what they think our answers are going to be. What's your favorite one so far, and why is it your favorite? Ooh, that's a good one. Because those who have submitted random topics are some of our longtime listeners. Yep. So it's like, all right, well, what what has been your most favorite random question, random topic that you've given us or that we have answered? Yeah, and why? Yeah, that could be interesting, yeah. So that's what I would ask. All right. Well, I think those are our answers. Okay. Uh, just so you know, Villanova just won. Do I have them winning? I don't know. I didn't have your... I, I closed your bracket. I closed my bracket when we began talking. David Play. So I have no idea. Uh, yes, you did have Villanova. Yay! Good job, Villanova. Where's my bracket? View. Yeah, cool. I have them losing to Miami. <laughs> uh, so I take it Maryland won, right? Maryland versus California, or is that not played yet? No, California lost to Hawaii. Yeah, so Maryland-Hawaii, rather, has, has to, who's won that? Uh, that has not played yet. Okay, I don't care. I have whoever wins that losing to Kansas. Yep. Okay. Anyway, I think we should probably get out of here before we dive too deep into this hole. Yep. No, that's a good call. All, All right. right. That's a wrap. This is episode 455, recorded live on Saturday, March 26th, 2016. So we shall move on to the random topic. Okay. Speaking of minerals and collection and such. Yep. The random topic is, would you rather be an underground coal or copper miner in 1840? I don't really want to be either one of them. I, so in 1840, right, just about to hit the Industrial Revolution. Like, we're hitting the Industrial Revolution. Actually, the U.S. is in the Industrial Revolution because we're about to hit the Civil War. I have a feeling that copper mining would be safer. Coal mining would probably be more lucrative, right? There had to be a really high demand for coal. Um... Well, 1840s through 1868, most of the, the bitumous coal mining uh, went down. But from 19, 1869 on, the, the main form of coal mining was the, the bitumous. I don't know what that means. The type of soft coal. Okay. Rather than the other uh, harder coal. So I, I still don't know the implications of that. I, coal mining was in flux in the 1840s. Yeah, I think I'd go with copper. Yeah, no, I... Those who dug coal were paid by the amount of coal carried to the surface. I'd probably still do copper. Yeah, I don't... Mining in the 1840s, not good either way. Nope, not really. Not really at all. Copper mining in Michigan. Native American mother industrial mining. You're not really... Yes, there's a Wikipedia article about copper mining in Michigan, but there's not really any historical... So, I mean, copper had been mined for thousands of years, or at least a thousand years. Yeah. Right? Like, the Bronze Age had copper. So I feel like people knew how to dig mines for copper. Coal was still relatively new, and I don't think I'd I'd want to do it. There's a lot of coal dust in a coal mine. Well... Michigan State geologist uh, reported on the copper deposits in 1841, which made a massive rush of copper in Michigan. Yep. 1869, Michigan produced 95% of the country's copper. Up yeah, because we were the copper mine. Yeah. I, well, can we at least agree that, you know, mining either way, not that great? Yeah, not that great. No, definitely not that great. But the question was, which one would you do? Mm, yeah, no, I might have to lead towards copper mining. Yeah. Because I know you, you, get, you get black lung from coal. Is there any, like... No, because it's, it's coal dust. Yeah. Copper doesn't dust. No. Copper mining health risks. Public health agents for toxic substances and disease registry. Effects of copper. 
What is copper? I know what copper is. What happens when it enters the environment? How am I might be exposed to copper? Concentration. Uh, how can copper affect my health? Here we go. Um, high intakes of copper can lead to liver and kidney damage and even death. Yeah, but that's like eating copper. Yeah. It's EPA not does copper not classify dust. copper as a human carcinogen because there are no adequate human or animal cancer studies. So outside of just irritation and dizziness, nausea, and diarrhea, it's not really that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, copper, copper mining. <laughs> I, I've got a bad enough cough right now anyway. I don't want, I don't want to get the freaking black lung. Yeah. Yeah, copper. 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 Definitely copper. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, that's that. Yep, that's a wrap. This is episode 456, recorded live on Sunday, April 3rd, 2016. Random topic. Yeah. In an entirely not adult way. Will you make a video setting off a firecracker on the hood of Andy's car? No. I don't even know where this topic came from. It must have boiled from a previous I, random topic. I um maybe? Wasn't there something about like thermite? Is there yeah, we, we talked about thermite through an engine block. Maybe I'd put what what is my incentive? I mean, I'm not going to do it just to be a dick. <laughs> I'm not just going to like walk over to Andy's place or drive over to Andy's place and be like, hey, Andy, go look at your car. There's a firecracker on the hood. But I, it's not my car. Yeah, if, uh, there are certain circumstances where I could imagine maybe needing, like not needing to, but like I wouldn't hesitate if there were some reason I had to do it. Besides, it's a firecracker. What's it going to do? Scratch the paint? I don't know. I've never actually set off a firecracker on the hood of any car. Andy, what I need you to do <laughs> is go get a firecracker. Go to a junkyard and put one on the hood of a car. How about no? Okay, well, then that's that. Yeah, no, I, I don't know where they came from. I'm not going to do it. Kate's Jeep is nearing the end of its lifespan. We might do it then, but even then, I, it's probably YouTube. Is there a YouTube video of somebody doing that? <laughs> probably. Let's look at YouTube.com. Car hood firecracker. Let's see what we get. Bike seat prank, drive-by shooting prank. No, that's not a fun prank at all. Egging cars in the hood prank. That's terrible. Throwing fireworks at people. These are horrible videos. Yep. These. Firework almost blows up car video. So Man lights firecracker to celebrate new car and burns it down. I just searched, by the way, for Madison Gas and Electric Nest, trying to find something about like a Nest thermostat. Yeah. I found the fact that the MG&E building has a Peregrine Falcon Nest. <laughs> And they have a live stream of it. They just have a permanent live stream Falcon cam. We've got a Falcon cam in here, too. Let me see. Kalamazoo Falcon cam. Yeah, then KalamazooFalcons.com. It's not what I was looking for. Yep. Updates every five seconds. There's a Falcon nest in uh, Kalamazoo. Right, so as we have devolved to watching birds, yeah, I feel like that's I, the I, end of the episode. Would I? So the the question, the actual question is: yes. Would you? Right? Yes. Under the right circumstances, yes. I'm gonna go. You'll have to probably pay me a decent chunk of change. Yeah, I mean, under the right set of circumstances, I'd set off a firecracker on my car. Well, if you do, make sure you videotape it. Okay. All right. Well, uh, that's a wrap. This is episode 457, recorded live on April 9th, 2016. Random topic. Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. Is reading exclusive or inclusive? 
Do you know where this came from? I remember that we talked about something like that. I think it was like, is the internet exclusive or inclusive? Was the previous random topic? Yeah, uh, yeah, is the internet inclusive or exclusive? Right. So I don't remember much about that, though, and I don't remember where it went and why now there is is reading inclusive or exclusive. Because uh, we had talked about uh, the, the um, it, it came up during our discussion of is the internet inclusive or exclusive is, right. is comparing it to reading. Okay. Which then Brian submitted the random topic of. Are you? There's fuzzy borders around everything mm-hmm. in this one because when you say inclusive, if it includes one other person, is that inclusive? If it only includes one other person and keeps other people away, is that exclusive? That's an excellent question. Because I have a, I have some friends out here, and their nighttime ritual is they they go to the bathroom, they take shower, they get the ready for it, they get into bed. And he reads to her for like an hour. He reads to her? Yeah, he he does voices. He's the GM. He does a lot of stuff. So like he reads her the Wheel of Time. That is their nightly ritual. That is them going to bed and relaxing and spending time together. Okay. He reads to her. But like that's that's inclusive in the sense that it's multiple people, but I could not then join them. That would be awkward mm-hmm. because would be they'd quite, do that yeah. in bed. Yes, that would be quite awkward. It'd be a little weird. Yes. Uh, it's it's a private thing between them. Even if they didn't do it in bed, it is still a private thing for them. But there's also readings, and there's the ability of of books to bring people together. So, like, the book club that you guys do, that we do, technically I'm still part of it. <laughs> technically I'm part of it. Technically, I'd say you're part of it in, well, granted, you, when was the last book you went to? was uh, uh, Four months ago. I think it was your book that you went to. I remember. It was a little bit ago. Books. No, not books from 2016. But regardless, Andy. Yes. Focus. Back on here. Back on the topic. Okay. Book clubs, it it brings people together. And a lot of book clubs are very open and happy to have new people. So that is inclusive. Yes. But the actual activity of reading. By itself. That's a consequence of reading. Yeah. But the actual activity. Well, but then there's also readings, right? You could go to. Like when 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 you were little, you'd go to the library and they'd do like someone reading a storybook. Mm-hmm. That's inclusive, but also sitting on your couch and getting lost in a book is not. Yeah, that's very. That's not. It's not very inclusive. You're just sitting on the couch by yourself reading. So yes, is reading inclusive or exclusive? Yes. Can you definitively say which one? No. It's kind of both and kind of neither. It exists in a quantum superposition. Well, reading was always talked about as the ability to pass information. You know, reading was the ability to include people in things bigger than themselves. So, yes, sitting by yourself on a couch, that's very exclusive. Book clubs are inclusive, so it depends on, well, it it could depend on anything. If you're inclusive or exclusive, it it depends on the people around you and how you interact with them. Mm -hmm. So it's it's hard to have this as a yes or no question. I know your loopholes are normally your thing. I, I feel like I've yeah I feel like yeah. I've tried not to go too loopholey on this one that like I I tried to give this one an honest answer. So are you coming for this next book club? By the way, what's the book? Red shirts. Uh, maybe it's a sci-fi novel. Yeah, 
That, that sounds like it's up my alley. Yes, yes, it is. Unlike my book, which you didn't show up for. I'm sorry. You had two months, Dave. Don't take personal offense to it, Andy. <laughs> it is. I did not not read it because it was your book. That is not the reason that I didn't read it was because it was your book. In fact, I think I've read more of the books that you've suggested than most of the other books that other people have suggested. I don't know. Well, this one, yeah. No, this one is about, well, red shirts, so you have an idea. Yeah, <laughs> really. Yeah. Hugo Award winner for Best Novel in 2013, too. So Cool. Supposedly good sci-fi. So may I suggest reading that? Okay. You, you can definitely suggest reading that. When is Book Club? When's Book Club? It's in my calendar. Hold on. Yeah, I think it's next month. Okay, maybe, maybe. May book choice on May 14th. Maybe. No promises. Maybe. Well, then you can be inclusive in our group. Okay. See what I did there? Yeah, I, I caught that. Okay. All right, are we done? Yes, I do believe we're done. All right, let's call it. All right, that's a wrap. This is episode 458, recorded live on Saturday, April 16th, 2016. All right, Andy, the random topic? Random topic rolled ahead of time. What is your favorite T.C. Petty the Third board game? I have not heard of T.C. Petty the Third. I had not heard of T.C. Petty the Third before we rolled beforehand. Same here. Uh, but it appears that T.C. Petty is a game designer. I'm guessing he happens to know our dear friend Aaron Hansowitz. Yes, since they have been, it looks like, retweeting each other's tweets since Unpub 6 uh, was this weekend. Or, sorry, uh, no, last weekend? In case you don't know, Unpub is a board game conference, I think, in the D.C. area. So, which of his games do we like the most? Uh, very nicely, Board Game Geek has aggregated all of the games and has descriptions of all of the games. Well, that's quite helpful. Definitely. I have to say, not knowing um, the individual and not playing the games, I'm just going off of what the descriptions look like. I was actually just going to go by what the box looks No, no, no. There's one of them in here that I I can't right now um, give a fair evaluation, and that's the Viva Java, the coffee game, because <laughs> that's touching a very, very um, painful spot right now as I'm sitting here, like, scratching my, my chin and jaw and going through withdrawal. Looks like there's a lot of um, either versions of Viva Java or expansions for it. Yeah, it looks like expansions. I'm trying to read the description for good old Punch and Planes, and I, I'm very confused by it. <laughs> it's so amazing! What do you mean confused, Andy? It's two people uh, in planes punching each other. Right, so it's a racing game where you're also having somebody on the wing of your plane fighting somebody else on the wing of the other plane while, while racing. Seems perfectly legit. I do have to say, I'm, I'm interested in that one just because it is so silly. It, it's, it looks like it's just a rock, paper, scissors. Uh, Club Zen, I think, looks pretty neat. I like worker placement games. Plan out your seven-day working vacation in the most zen way possible. Kate just came downstairs and tried to get herself onto the podcast, but it didn't work. Aww. Aww. And Kate somehow knows what my push-to-talk button is, which was more than I had. I think I'm going to go with Club Zen just for the uh, the concept of like planning a vacation and doing relaxing things like 
sensory deprivation therapy and scuba diving and basket weaving. I wonder if you can do that one underwater. You see, I've actually done underwater basket weaving, and then people think it's like, oh, you got to be all the way on. No, you just got to make sure the wood is underwater while you weave it. Wait, it's a real thing and not a joke? Yes, it's a real thing and not a joke. Why is it a real thing? Because the wood is more pliable when it's wet, and once it dries out, then it's harder to, you know, weave it. I see. Andy, you made my heart grow at least one size with that very, like, artistic explanation for the the proper basket weaving. Which, on the other hand, everybody just uses it at saying, oh yeah, no, there's a... It's, you know, the college course that everybody wants to take just to get an easy A. I have a feeling, like, if you're not artistic, underwater basket weaving is going to be an issue. Like, how do you make a basket that looks good? My baskets would look terrible. I've only done this once, and my basket was absolutely terrible. I've done some good baskets, I do believe. How have I missed out in underwater basket weaving that both of you have gotten a chance to do it? I've never actually done or seen it done. It was well, a it was a school project for me. Oh. I was pointing it. out I also hate being near water, and she's absolutely accurate on that. Wait, you hate being near water? Uh, with the exception of hot tubs, yeah, pretty much. Like, I don't like going into the lake. I don't like going... I'm okay on a boat, but I don't like swimming. I don't like going in water. Is it because you don't like being cold? Possibly. Or, or is it the But even if it's warm, wetness? like, uh, a hot tub, I think, is different just because it's very shallow and it's very relaxing and very hot. Ooh, too hot for the hot tub. No. Come on, the, the Eddie Murphy skit where he's playing James Brown trying to get into a hot tub? I... No. Sorry. Also, Sorry, Andy, your Eddie Murphy sucks. Well, I, it was me trying to do Eddie Murphy trying to do James Brown. Yeah, your Eddie Murphy sucks. Well, you know all of my... Yes, your accents suck. Yeah. We are aware of this. I'm unaware of the reference, though. So. I, I just do bad accents is what it is. I, I think oh, she meant the no. Eddie Murphy accent. The oh, Eddie, the Murphy, Eddie Murphy. Murphy. Yeah, yeah, the skit. So yeah, I think I'm going to go with good old punch and planes because it makes me giggle. I'm going to go out on the left field here and go with don't get eat eated. Don't, don't, don't get, get eated. eated. Survival. Don't get eated. It's one of those animals working together and against each other in order to survive in the wild. So it's it's like game theory prisoner dilemma. Yeah, where players are attempting to meet a specific challenge stated by that round. But then each player, you know, can be, um, you know, you have to work together, but also not work together. It's one of those games. So it's a game that you and I can never play together. I just want to be clear about that. We can never play this game together. Probably, yeah. If it involves both cooperating and screwing the other person over, we cannot play this game together. Well, I think if I'm understanding it correctly, it sounds like if you play the same card as somebody else, then you end up being on the same same team for that round. And it also kind of sounds like that can increase their played value is increased by the number of people on the team. So it seems like that might hurt you. I don't know. So, for example, it says play under a certain number. So every player that plays the same numbered card, individually they might be playing two, um, and you're supposed to play under five. Their played value is increased by the number of people on the team. So if three people play the number two, then they would lose, I would think, because... It's not under five. Ah. Like I said, it's a for and against at the same time where you got to work with people, but then not actually work with people. Yeah. It could be interesting or it could just, you know, have somebody sooner or later flip the table. Right. I, I've played actually a similar card game. It's not exactly this this way, but what I ran into was I was playing it with two people that I knew pretty well. 
And each round, there were at least two people knocking each other, like messing each other up because our brains were going down the same paths of, well, this is how I will try to strategize this. So yeah, no, I think I'm going to go with don't get eated. Fair. All right. Well, I do believe that is the show. Since we've hit the random topic and the random recap, or no, random review and random topic. Sounds good. Beth, thank you very much for stopping by and having us steal a couple hours of your Saturday. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thank you for including me. And I guess uh, that's a wrap. Yay! This is episode 459, recorded live on Saturday, April 23rd, 2016. All right, random topic. Yes. Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. Yep. Would you let your neighbor build a grand-scale railroad through your backyard if they also let you use it? What is a grand-scale railroad? You ever seen those... uh, Grand-scale to me sounds like big, and my backyard is not big for a railroad. These are the these are the railroads that it looks like you're like a giant sitting on a toy train. That's what the it's so it's rideable, but it's still a model train. Does that make sense? So it's, it's like chair size locomotive. Pretty much, yes. Uh, my backyard would be terrible for that. Like it would be awful to do that in my backyard. I would question my neighbor's sanity. <laughs> Because I'm pretty sure, like, Amtrak would not be allowed to make rails in my backyard because it's such a steep slope. The hill in my backyard, you'd have to tunnel into it. So I'm going to go with no, because it would just be a bad idea. I could see something that goes across, because we're on a rectangular block, right? Yeah. And we're at one of the ends of the narrow sides, and we're in the middle. So I could see somebody maybe doing like a giant loop through all the house backyards or maybe a smaller loop through the three houses on the end here backyards. Yeah. Or maybe the five houses that are all kind of joined together here in the backyards. But that would be your backyard because our backyard, our our acreage is not that great. What, like quarter acre lots? Yep. So... Like, it's just not a lot of space. No, it's it wouldn't be very exciting, especially since it's pretty flat out on the back here. So it'd be just like a big flat loop. that would be like, oh, great, here comes the train again. Plus, our neighbors have dogs, and so we would have to, you know, have either some sort of, like, gate system. <laughs> or Picturing the train stopping at a gate, the gate opening up, the train squeezing through. And then the gate closing behind it. Yeah, yeah. that's what... It, it's uh, no, like it'd be ridiculous over system. here. If you do anything, do it on the frickin' massive land that the elementary school has. I, I forgot I measured out. Do I have Google Earth on this thing? Oh, good, I do have Google Earth. If we're gonna do any sort of model railroad, do it in the massive land that the elementary school has. Looks like the school has about four acres of land behind the school that's just wide open spaces. It's quite a lot. Yeah. So if you're going to do something, I'd say do, do it, it over there, there first. <laughs> <laughs> not, I hate to sound old, but not in my not backyard. Not on my lawn. Get that's off a, my lawn. That's the, that's the old saying. It's like, oh, this is great, but not in my backyard. Yep. Sure. Do it over there, but not in my backyard. Just do it in somebody else's somewhat backyard. <laughs> Do it in the school's backyard. Yeah. All the kids will love it. Oh, yeah. The people, though, whose backyard butt up against that land? Not so much. Probably not so much, yeah. Yep. All right. Well, there we go. That's the random topic. (laughs) All right. Well, as always, it's been a pleasure. Yep. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. This is episode 460, recorded live on Saturday, April 30th, 2016. All right. Random topic. Yep. Random topic. What is the one food you never want to taste again? Again. Mm-hmm. So food that we had to have previously tasted. Yes. 
Now, my question is, um, does a beverage count as food? Yes. I mean, otherwise you get into a fine line of what's a soup and what's a drink. Well, this one was entirely a beverage because this was Coca-Cola. I mean, I'm trying to find out exactly what the name of it was. Rancid milk. I'd rather not taste again. Okay. I think I found out what it was actually called. I think it was actually called Beverly. Beverly? Yes. What is called Beverly? The um, Beverly was a product introduced into Italy in 1969. Okay. That was as a non-alcoholic aperitif. A-P-E-R-I-T-I-F. Yeah. Um, which are supposedly consumed before meals and are believed to aid in digestion. Okay. The 1971 ad for Beverly featured the slogan, Cold as Helsinki, Sparkling as Rio, Dry as El Paso. Okay. It tastes bad. What did it taste like? It was it was so like bitter and it was just oh. So like grapefruit skin? Kinda, yeah. Okay. I think I'm gonna go with rancid milk. When did you Rancid milk? What? Yeah. When? Why? I because I was living alone in a, an apartment, and I poured a bowl of cereal, and I poured in skim milk. And when skim milk goes bad, it doesn't turn chunky. No, because there's nothing there to turn chunky. Right. So I poured out the skim milk into my bowl of cereal, and then I took a bite, and then promptly spit it out into the sink because the milk was like a week past due. <sighs> It was not a pleasant experience. I would not like to drink that or eat that or taste that again. Yeah, so by the no. way, tell me about trying Beverly. Like what, what, where were you when you tried this? Um, I was at the World of Coke in Atlanta. It okay. was the, the Coca-Cola Museum. Yeah. Um, and what, like so, someone just handed you a glass and said, try this? No, no. Near the end of it, they have a Coca-Cola tasting exhibit. So you can yeah. you can try different Coca-Cola products from around the world. Okay. So, you know, there's the classic, there's like Coca-Cola, Diet Coke, all the other stuff there. Yeah. But then there's also, you know, flavors from around the world. And I think there was, when I was there with Kate, there were kids trying it and the kids were, you know, were just... You know, they would try and they would say it's like spit it out and say it was horrible and I'm sitting there going like oh that's it's probably not that bad. So I get some and I take a swig of it and I start to like literally like cough and gag. <laughs> and there is a picture somewhere. I love I love that thought. Like you see a bunch of people trying it and hating. You're like I wonder what that tastes like. Yeah. That that sums up Andy in a, a short story right there. Mm-hmm. So there's a picture somewhere of me, like literally, like almost like doing like a like a like a cat hairball sort of face and noise. That. Yeah. Okay. A picture of you making that noise. That's fantastic. Well, well no, a I, picture of me with that face, okay. like a, like a cat trying to get rid of a hairball. <laughs> yeah. If it was video, you would have heard the noise as well. But yeah, no, that was it was bad. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's all I got. So yeah, if it was beverage. That's that would take the cake. Yep. So I know it's All not right. food, food, but that's close enough. So I, uh, I guess that's a wrap. Then this is episode four six one, recorded live on Sunday, May eighth, twenty sixteen. So random topic. Yeah. Rolled ahead of time. Which Star Trek actor do you wish could have co-starred with Elvis in an Elvis movie? Jonathan Frakes. Really, Jonathan Frakes? Because I would have put him on a saxophone and let him duet with Elvis. <laughs> I didn't think of the musical number aspect of an Elvis. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
you see, I was thinking of the the Elvis needs a funny buddy cop sort of thing. So that oh, would have been no, no, he doesn't. He needs a, he Elvis, you know, needs to needs a needs a sidekick. It's kind of like the the doesn't does not need a sidekick. Like the the Fred Astaire movies. Fred Astaire was always there. He was the main character, but he always had a humorous sidekick with him because he couldn't act. So he I dance, have a, yeah, but not act. I have a feeling that Brent <clears throat> Spiner would be the best one. Mm, maybe. I like my answer better. Jonathan Jonathan Frakes would be perfect for a musical. Yep. Granted, you know, he could probably also direct the movie as well. Yep. He could write, direct, star, co-star. I don't know. I'm, I'm going for the, the comedic. You're going for the, the buddy cop movie? Yeah, I'm going for the comedic foil to okay. Elvis. So that, that's got to be Brent Spiner. All right. Jonathan Frakes, man. <laughs> it's bad that neither of us could went you... with any of the women. I was going to say, neither one of us also went for a captain. I had thought of that. Well, hey, hey, Riker is a captain. True. Yes, he did captain for a bit. He was a captain for a little. Um, I My original thought had been Patrick Stewart, just because that would have been very interesting to watch and because Patrick <laughs> Stewart is good in anything. But I, I had to go with Jonathan Frakes. Yeah, nope. Sticking with data. All right. Sounds good. Anything else or no? That would be it, sir. All right, well, uh, that's a wrap. This is episode 462, recorded live on Sunday, May 15th, 2016. All right, random topic, sir. (laughs) Random topic. Oh, boy. Hold a draft for an American-style football team made up of 11 former presidents of the United States for one all-star college football rules game. Okay. You have one team. I have the other. The coaching staff is made up of VPs who never became president. Okay. Who goes first? Uh, I'm going to randomly flip a coin. I will trust your random coin flip. Would you like heads Heads. or tail? You want heads? Heads. Flip one coin. It is a euro. What? This this coin flipper does not help me at all. (laughs) Select type of coin. All right. How about I actually select a U.S. nickel? How about that? Then I can tell what the front and the back is. Oh, it's a heads. Cool. Jimmy Carter. Really? You're picking Jimmy Carter He's as your first pick? Wait, not Jimmy Carter. Gerald Ford. What the hell Oh, I, <laughs> I should have just said, okay, I'll pick Ford. Then. Yeah, no, I meant Ford. I meant the one who actually played football. So you picked Gerald Ford, who played U of M football. Yep. <sighs> All right. I'm going to pick Dwight Eisenhower, who also played football. He's a West Point linebacker. It's my first pick. Teddy Roosevelt. The Outdoorsman. Hmm. Um, I'm going to go with JFK before, you know, he had the whole medical ailments that, you know. Yeah. And I'm, I'm basically doing this as at the beginning of their presidency. Oh, at the beginning of their presidency. Oh, mm. well, JF, mm. no, yeah, I'll go with JFK. Why not? Okay. Uh, Clinton. You're going with Clinton? Yeah, he was 46 when he was inaugurated. Uh, I'm going to go with Obama then. Grant. Grant. Um, Damn, if we have to actually go win there, actually, you know. As of inauguration. As of, jeez. Which really puts a damper on Ford for me, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was going to go with Reagan or Bush, but both of them were. Reagan was 69. Yeah, no, that wouldn't work. He was very active when he was younger. Yep. I mean, that's just a rule that I added out of nowhere. If you want to say that we can go for them earlier in their lifespan, that's fine. I'm actually not changing any of my four picks yet. Okay, still going with. I'm still going to go with Kennedy. Why not? And Obama. Um, Are we Are we saying we're not limited to when they were inaugurated? That it could be from before. I don't know. How old was Wilson? 
Woodrow Wilson. Woodrow Wilson? I'm not doing your research for you. In <laughs> 56, I got inauguration. He played baseball. I'll, I'll pick Woodrow Wilson. Why not? We'll hopefully get like a Bo Jackson sort of thing going. Okay. How about Washington? <laughs> Washington was a general. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, he could have that. Um, let's go with Abe Lincoln. He was quite tall and lanky. He could be a good wide receiver catcher. Who was, uh, who was your pick before Lincoln? Uh, who was my pick before Lincoln? Uh, Woodrow Wilson. Wilson. Because he played baseball. Okay. Um, when was FDR confined to a wheelchair? Oh, that's a, that's a tough one. Ba-ba. Polio. Polio. With polio. Permanent um, paralysis. August 1921. He was born. He's already serving. Yeah, he, he already had polio before he had yeah. served. So this this brings up the important question. <laughs> Is it going to be as of their inauguration? You haven't answered. Oh, gosh. I feel like it would be a bad game to watch if it was of their inauguration, because you'd have a bunch of people in their, in their 40s and 50s. 50s and 60s. Yeah. It, Okay, random random tangent. Kate was randomly flipping through TV channels the other day, and we caught a tennis match of John McEnroe versus Andy Roddick. I have no idea who those people are. Andy, focus. You know, John McEnroe, he was like big tennis guy during the 70s. No, I don't know who this guy is. He had anger problems. He was sure. Big. He was big into tennis in the seventies and eighties. Okay. Andy Roddick was, you know, early two thousands, but still, both of them are kind of like semi-retired. And it was just kind of bad to watch this because Andy Roddick was just, you know, make, stomping all over John McEnroe because John McEnroe could not play tennis like he used to. So uh, I'll say in their peak, peak physical condition, why not? All right, FDR. Let's see, I picked... <laughs> you have Eisenhower, JFK, Obama, Woodrow Wilson, and Lincoln. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Herbert Walker Bush. Baseball for Yale in the 40s. All right. I'm going to go with James K. Polk. Polk. Oof. Uh, I'm going to go with Nixon. He was a big football fan. I feel like he could actually have an idea of what's going on. Peak physical condition, huh? How about Franklin Pierce? Fought in the U.S.-Mexican-American War. Mm. Um, Let's see. I picked Nixon. I picked Kennedy. I picked Eisenhower. Uh, Herbert Hoover. What position would you put him in? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I'm just I'm just getting a team together. And then I'll just we'll give it, figure to the, it out. <laughs> then we'll Three, just give it to four, the coaches. Five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> this is the ninth pick. Oh Jesus. Almost toward the end. Um James Buchanan. Alright, here we go. I'm picking Taft. Damn it! I was about to pick Taft. <laughs> Offensive lineman. Yes. Son of a bastard. Uh, He was also named Yale's intramural heavyweight wrestling champion, so he knows how to manhandle people. I'm going with Grover Cleveland. You know, I think I'm actually going to pick Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter could run. Yep. I'm going to go with... Oh, man, this is going to be a controversial pick. All right. Jackson. Really? He looks like he was a pretty fit guy in his youth. Might have to watch him on the field, make sure he doesn't do anything, like, <laughs> stupid. <laughs> did I pick, did somebody pick Reagan yet? Nope. I'm going to go with Reagan, especially if we're not doing it at the, at the age of inauguration. That's it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. That's it. 
All right. So on Andy's team, representing Mr. Lowe, we have Eisenhower, JFK, Barack Obama, Woodrow Wilson, Abraham Lincoln, George Herbert Walker Bush, Richard Nixon, uh, Hoover, Taft, Carter, and Reagan. That is your team, sir. Okay. On my side, Gerald Ford, Teddy Roosevelt, Clinton, Bill Clinton, just in case this comes out in like a year and some strange things have happened. Uh, Grant, Washington, FDR, Polk, Pierce, Buchanan, Cleveland, and Jackson. I have both Roosevelts. That should be interesting. <laughs> for VPs, I don't even know who the heck I would pick for a no, coaching like, staff. Don't, don't even worry about the staff. The staff was not part of the question. <laughs> the question was, draft a team of 11 to play. Yes. Keeping in mind that the same 11 are going to have to play offense and defense. And defense. Which I feel like Taft 11. would just be, you know. Taft will be helpful. Taft, Taft would be helpful, but you got Ford, who, you know. That's, yep. I also have Grover Cleveland. Cleveland is my Taft. Yeah. And the Roosevelt, man, those those guys, the Roosevelt <laughs> group, going to make a name for themselves. I don't know, Eisenhower could actually, you know. Could what? Could He, he played football. He tried to he, tackle Jim Thorpe. Didn't get around to it, but. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> so there know. you go. I don't know where to go from that. Our two teams. Uh, someone make that happen. <laughs> I'm curious. Who's the oh, guy we had so on that had to... explain the game to most of mine, though? <laughs> like, you picked a bunch of ones that were recent, right? Yeah. Eisenhower, JFK, Obama, all of those would know. Uh, Wilson, yeah, by World War One, there was football. H.W. Bush, Nixon, Hoover, Carter, and Reagan. I have, like, Jackson, Buchanan. Like, if we, if we literally Pierce, just, like, Polk. dropped them onto a field right now, half your team would be like, what the is this? Yeah, it's like, six out of my 11 would have no idea what this sport is. It'd be like the, the in the longest yard where he's just like, you stand here, you stand here, you block him. Yep. <laughs> All right, that's that. Yeah, after that, that's a wrap. This is episode 463, recorded live on Saturday, May 21st, 2016. Random topic, sir. Random topic, rolled ahead of time. Yep. Would you serve your children a ham dressed as Piglet from Winnie the Pooh? Now, I feel like there's got to be a story behind that, but I have never been a Winnie the Pooh fan. Neither have I. So I don't know what that story is. I mean, you you know who Piglet is, right? Yes, yeah, friend of Winnie the Pooh. Right, who is a pig. Yes. I don't think there is a story within Winnie the Pooh. I think there's a story as, like, someone was making a bad joke, or this was a conversation, or a dare, or something like that. So I think we are being asked to comment on a personal inside joke. <laughs> Which normally the personal inside joke, <clears throat> one of the two of us is right. in on. Right. But I'm okay not being in on it. Like that's what the that's the whole point of random topics. Yes, is we <laughs> We, we don't have no need idea. to know about it. Yep. So would you serve a ham dressed up to look like Piglet to your kids? How old are the kids? All right. Now, okay, so here's the question. Would you serve your children a ham dressed as Piglet from Winnie the Pooh? Is the ham look like Piglet oh, or do oh, I look like no, Piglet? No, I, I think it's clearly it's the ham is supposed to look like Piglet. Oh, that just got dark. Yeah. Did you think it was you that was yes, supposed to be Yes, I thought I was supposed to be dressed up no, as Piglet. No, it's not Piglet serving ham. You are serving Piglet. 
Oh, no. Why would you do that to your children? Well, how old are the kids? Have I exposed them to Winnie the Pooh? Like, I'm not, as, as we've both said, neither of us are exactly huge fans of Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, no, I have not read any Winnie the Pooh stories. I don't think I've ever even watched any of the animated Winnie so the Pooh. So, nothing things. that you or I would do with kids would be like Winnie the Pooh focused. Yeah, they, they might not even know who Piglet is. And if they don't know who Piglet is, then it's no, it serves no purpose to make a ham look like Piglet. I think I would not do it just because it's too much effort. I, yeah, I, I, it would just take too much work, too much effort, and I don't think anybody... <laughs> I feel like the future children would go, why did you do this to the ham? <laughs> What's, what is this? Why does your ham look now, funny? Now, if we, if we kind of extract the question out of the scenario of would you ever serve your children a beloved character? <laughs> oh, That's really what it's getting at, right? Like, it's not even Piglet with, with, a, with a ham. It's like... Would you serve your your kids Bugs Bunny? <laughs> We're having rabbit tonight. What? Yep, you're having Bugs Bunny. I would like to having... introduce you to Daffy Duck. <laughs> With a side He's of been... orange sauce. He's been put in the oven <laughs> at 400 degrees for 20 minutes. We are having Teenage min... <laughs> Mutant Ninja Turtle Soup. Turtle Soup. Yeah, we're all Shredder. That's totally what he wanted to do, right? He kept saying, I want to turn them into turtle soup. Yep. It only occurred to me after like 25 years that that was a euphemism. (laughs) He did not actually want to eat the turtles. He wanted to kill them. Yep. But they could not say the word kill. Nope. (coughs) That's Saturday morning cartoons for you. Yeah. So I, I spent the majority of my life thinking Shredder actually wanted turtle soup. I'm trying to think of any other cartoon characters that you could turn easily into food. So many, so many, so many, so many. I mean, pick one. Snoopy into hot dogs. Yep. Well, I'm waiting. You said so many. I'm sitting here going, uh. Oh, you 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 can't really think of any. No. So let's see. Cartoon characters: Daffy Duck, Porky Pig. Oh yeah, Bunny, Porky Pig. Foghorn Leghorn. Oh, Foghorn Leghorn. Oh. Lamb Chop. Uh, I mean, for goodness sakes, her name is Lamb Chop. Yep. <laughs> You could actually come out with a cookbook for this. Barbecued foghorn leghorn. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sylvester and Tweety. You're not going to serve your kid's cat. So we or... didn't say this was in American culture. True. No, yeah, no. It... <laughs> Plus all of Tiny Toons. Except for Wacko, because who knows what the heck Wacko was. Plus, like, um... Oh, uh, uh, fish in Disney. Oh, uh, Dory and Nemo. Oh, I wasn't even thinking of those. I was thinking like Ariel and Flounder. Oh, Flounder yep. and Sebastian. And Sebastian. I mean, that was almost in the movie for crying out loud. Yes, yes, it was. Yeah. So uh, you could go hunting and bring back the beast, or the fox and the the hound. Fox and the hound. Yep. So to answer the question, no, I don't think I ever would. No, because. <coughs> Winnie the Pooh specific would just be too much effort with no gain, and probably you know trying to explain to them what you're trying to do would just. It, it's, I mean, after a certain age, I could I could see doing it. You have to be careful about how old they are. Yes, very true. All right, that's what I got. All right, well, uh, that's a wrap. This is episode four six five, recorded live on Saturday, June eleventh, twenty sixteen. So, random topic rolled ahead of time. Would you run a naked mile through Celine in front of all your high school classmates, relatives, and coworkers for a million dollars? 
Sure, why not? I'm going with no. So you're willing to run a naked mile through basically your hometown in front of all your high school classmates, relatives, and coworkers for a million dollars? It's a mile. It's only a few minutes. Yeah, that is true. It'd be about well, it'd be about ten for me according to my speed this morning. Yeah, it'd be a lot so, longer for me. So sprint as fast as I could for a mile. It wouldn't be that bad. No, I'm still not gonna do it. It's a million dollars. I know it's a million dollars, but a million dollars for being humiliated in front of a bunch of people for ten minutes. Mm. I look at it this way. I would be humiliated for about six and a half, seven minutes, and then I would probably not see any of those people again ever. Yeah, that's true. Relatives, okay. Don't know how distant relatives were going to go with me. High school classmates, I, outside of the people who I already talked to, I don't think I've talked to really anybody. I could, I could see your logic behind that. I'm personally not going to do it, but no, I can see your logic. So for me, it's just like, eh, whatever, I was naked for a mile, boo-hoo. Let, let me dry my tears with these $100 bills. Pretty much. Now, would the millions be taxable? Ah, that's always the question. Because that would change everything. It's like if I took home a million and they paid like the extra money to make it so that the million that I got was after taxes, that would be a different situation. So you do it for a million, you wouldn't do it for half a million? Eh, half a million still quite a bit. I'd probably still do it, but that's getting into the possibly not doing it territory. Ah, so there is a price. Everyone has one. Well, I think we've hit that one enough. Anything else? Not really. All right, Jake, Kate, thank you for uh, entertaining me for the last hour and a half, two hours. I tried my best. And yes, uh, if anybody wants to uh, look at Doug's Kickstarter, it's the first link that we have for the episode. It's Championship Formula Racing. You probably could also Google it or look it up on Kickstarter. Uh, 11 days to go as of the recording, so by the time this airs, nine days and less. So check it out. Well, I uh, guess that's a wrap. This is episode 466, recorded live on Saturday, June 18th, 2016. Okay, random topic, rolled ahead of time. How has the Zen and the art of motorcycle maintenance influenced you? Well, Andy, how has it influenced you? Well, let's see. Hans gave it to me for graduation from high school. Yeah. I read it while I was on break working at Pfizer. So I've read I've read the whole book and I'm trying to remember anything about it. Do you not remember the book at all? Well, no, I remember the book cuz the book the book is pretty straightforward. The guy is taking his him and his son on a motorcycle trip out west. He's joined with some of their friends for a time and then he goes and compares the tr- talks about during the trip. Uh, he talks about some uh, philosophical things about Buddhism. Um, and then he also talks about his own previous life, which uh, at one point ended with him getting electroshock therapy. And the, the story kind of just, you know, talks about his motorcycle ride, talks about philosophy, talks about his past, and they all kind of just blend together near the end. I, it was one of those books where it got just more and more wordy as it went on. Okay. So it was it was it got deeper and deeper into the topics, but... It kind of got too deep for its own good, where it it just slogged as the farther and farther into it. So I'm trying to remember like anything about it outside the the basic story, like the you know the the um, philosophic undertones. Yes, and I, I I can't. Okay, 
So it no. probably has not influenced you a whole lot. No, I, I can remember one thing about uh, one of the guys trying to fix a BMW motorcycle using a couple of uh, slices from a beer can as a shim. But that's mm-hmm. about it. Okay. I never read it. <laughs> Ooh, Aaron, Aaron bought it for me as well. He gave me a copy, and I never actually read it. I never got around to it. It was sitting on my shelf. And I, I I will admit, Aaron, I appreciate the gift. Thank you very much for it. I have re-gifted it. I have a friend. <gasps> I know. Is that, is that a faux pas? You're literally announcing that you've re-gifted a gift? Yes. Because I have a friend who saw it on the shelf and she said, Oh, I love that book. It was so good. I, I enjoyed reading it so much. And I was looking at it on the shelf recognizing I will never read this. It is on my shelf. It has been on my shelf since I graduated. The likelihood of me actually reading this is infinitesimal. And so I said, if you would like it, you can have it. So, Aaron, thank you for the copy of Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. Uh, I'm still friends with this person. If I ever want the book back, I'm sure she would not have any problem letting me read through it. But I I just don't see that happening. Do we still have two copies of it or no? Oh yeah, we we had two copies of it because Kate also had a copy, and you know, yeah. Now that we're living together, and married, and married, yes, we are also married. Yeah, um, we didn't need the second copy, so I think we gave it away to somebody. Otherwise, I was going to give you our second copy, <laughs> so that it can sit on my shelf again. Well, you know, you can read a book. I do read books, Andy. <laughs> I'm I know. reading through Discworld right now. You're not reading the book club book. What's the book club book this month? Uh, War of the Oaks. Uh, no, I have not been reading the book club book. Your copy hasn't come in yet from the library? Oh. That's... Maybe I should read the book club book, but I'm having so much fun on Discworld. Why did no one tell me that Discworld is Hitchhiker's Guide set in a fantasy setting? I don't know. Because Discworld is Hitchhiker's Guide set in fantasy instead of sci-fi. Well, that could be interesting. Yes. Yes, it is. It's really good and really funny. Well, let's see. I've got an ebook I have to finish reading. Actually, I think I've got two or three ebooks that I haven't even started. Andy, did you like Hitchhiker's Guide? Yes. Then you would like Discworld. The last book of Temeraire just came out, and I've got it on oh, hold. Oh, shit. It did? Yeah. I literally have it sitting at the public library with my name on it waiting for me to pick it up oh my god it's finally out yeah the last book is finally out so i can hopefully read it and put the whole series to bed finally this is blood of tyrants yes i do believe no blood of tyrants is getting left on japan so Um, let me look up the the literally let me look at the portage library library notice league of dragons yes league of dragons number nine i have to pick it up by the 24th I have to go buy this book and finish it so that I can be done with the damn series. <laughs> oh, so yeah, book club book, e-book. This book's on hold at the library. Uh, Kevin Hearn, the guy who did Iron Druid, did a Star Wars book. This world. I got too many books. It's man. so short. It's so short, Andy. Too many books, man. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, I'm not even going to look at Kate's Kindle because I feel like the book numbers in there are in like the 300s or higher but now. She's laughing at me when I said 300, and I feel like she's laughing at me because 300 is a lowball number. Low. Yeah, you, you probably lowballed that quite a bit. I think Laura has read something like 15 books in the last couple months. And by the last couple months, I mean like the last two months. Mm. 
All right. Well, so yeah. no, that's how has the... it affected me? It, it brought joy and happiness to a friend of mine. <laughs> I it, it got me through a lot of breaks while working on the manufacturing line. Okay. So how has it influenced me? I, I can't I can't tell you. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Aaron. Well, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>